Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into this episode of Own No Loops, I have to apologize. There are technical difficulties that plague this episode. About midway through, my voice starts to crackle and crumble like so much Rice Krispies. I don't know why, and I'm sorry, and it's gonna suck, but there's still a good episode buried in there. It was too hard to re-record it because of the nature of the episode, but here it is anyway. God bless and don't eat the flowers. Peace. Alright, one, two, one, two. Ladies and gentlemen, cats, rats, dogs, many fresh. You are now tuned in to Own No Loops. I'm Marcus. I'm Gene. And this episode is, is I think, going to be a fun one. Um, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> assuming, or embarrassing. <laughs> oh, or, or embarrassing, yes. Um, assuming everything goes right. Um, so what we're doing today is is name that rap tune, the 90s edition. So, 90s edition. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to take turns playing tracks that were released between 1990 and 1999 and try to uh, figure out who, well, basically, basically trying to stump each other to see who knows if the other person can identify the song we're playing. And the scary thing about all of this is that I have been to Marcus's place. <laughs> I have seen, uh, what is it, a thousand pieces of vinyl over there? So Yeah, yeah, about that, yeah. And we've spoken about different records uh, and songs and stuff like that. And, and I just know that there's like, well, first of all, this episode is going to be like true rap nerd shit. Yeah. And... I know that there's like the casual rap nerd, like, um, yeah, I know who Stretch and Bobito are. I listened to their show a couple times. Yeah. Um, then there's medium rap nerd that likes knows some songs that the average 15 people would never know. Yeah. And then there's Supreme rap nerd. I think Marcus is on that level. So I'm a little <laughs> afraid. I strive but, um, to, to be on that level. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm 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 still willing to try this, this out. <laughs> yeah. Now we set some rules in place, right? So one was that the song had to have been released as a single, right? Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, you said that. That was your rule. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, from what I can tell right now, all of my songs have been released as singles. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was yes. you. Yeah, you came up with it. I didn't. Okay. Um, well, well, I'm good to go. Okay. Okay. And then also, each person has to be familiar with that record. So, so basically, I have to be familiar with all the records that I'm playing for Gene, and Gene has to be familiar with all the records he's playing for me. And an additional rule that I added just for myself, because I didn't, because I, I probably could have easily gone off the deep end and and stumped you with some shit that I know you you never heard. Oh God. But but but, but that wouldn't be any fun, right? So, but I want it to be challenging, but I want to give you a chance. So oh, so. <laughs> so so what I so, so I didn't even dip into my vinyl collection for this. I I strictly went from CDs and I I went with artists who have all released at least one album. And each artist released an album that was nationally distributed. So they all had like major distribution. So no like super super duper independent artists. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was my rule. And also I pulled Every artist that I pulled is from like a different region. 
So I didn't go all East Coast backpacker or all what you know Southern. I I I, I picked each. So so we're each doing five songs, and and I picked I picked one <laughs> song from a different region. Mind you, I'm learning all of these guidelines at the moment. No, no, no. Yeah, no, well, no. <laughs> Only this one, right? This wasn't a guideline. This was just what I did in my selection process. Okay, okay. Yeah, yes, it's not okay. a guideline. With, with that said, uh, let's get started. All right. All right. So uh, you start first. I get to start first. Yes. All right. All right. Um, well, let's see. Uh, well, since you had uh, said that thing about the singles, I'm I'm like remembering now that one of my songs was a white label, but I'll leave that one alone. Okay. But I will play this, which I know definitely was a single. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Ah, nice. 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 Now, I got it. I got it, though. I got it. But, yeah. Good job. Good job. Good job. That was, that was the Bushwhackers caught up in the game. Oh, God. I give up now. <laughs> good one, though. That's, a, that's, that's what I was expecting from you. So, yeah. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> Bushwhackers, uh, they came out with this song in 1995, um, caught up in the game. Uh, they were from Brooklyn, New York City. Um, this was produced by the uh, very accomplished Buckwild, yep. the Crates crew. Um, this came after their album Real is Israel in 1994. Um, it's not featured on that album, by the way. Right. But uh, they do have a video. This was a Stretch and Bobbito staple. Ah. Um, I still have the tape that it was recorded on for whatever episode that was. Nice. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard the song uh, plenty of times and yeah. I never knew what ever happened to them. But no idea. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, their album, that album is hella obscure, dude. That was it. how how real is real? That's obscure as fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. But um but yeah, I I, I have this 12 inch. Uh cuz yeah, this you is a, yeah, I do. Uh yeah, this it's a dope record. Um mm. it, it it was a rap city it, it was a rap city staple. So uh, so yeah. So see 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 I saw that when I um was looking it up and I know you're the rap city aficionado and I was like should I play this? <laughs> no, let me play it. Let me play it. I got to play it. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, so uh, uh are we doing I know that you got it in full, but are we doing half credits with any of these? So we'll do pub trivia rules. So one point for the artist, one point for the the song title. Okay, well, you got two. <laughs> so already I'm in the hole. Um, <laughs> well, not yet. You, you, relax. Oh, by the way, bushwhack is spelled like bushwhack ass. It's really bizarre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they, 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 I don't know. They wanted to be funny with it. Um, I'm assuming that they were from Bushwick, but uh, I could hmm. be wrong. <laughs> And Bushwick then is different than Bushwick now. Very different. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get like avocado toast back, uh, back in the in, in in the nineties, I'm sure. And if you could back then you wouldn't be charged eighteen dollars for it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and it would literally right. just be avocado and toast. It wouldn't be like <laughs> you wouldn't have like pesto or fancy onions and shit. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, so Gene, are you ready? I think. Okay, relax, relax, take it easy. So, 
This first one, I think you'll get the artist. You ready? Yes. Okay. Let's hope. Hopefully, this works. Do you hear that? Yes. Okay. And do you have any idea? Um... I got a few ideas. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think who I want to go with on this one. Is this Twister? Yes, that was Twister. Yeah, I was thinking that. That's definitely a very young twister. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, could I even uh, mention the name of the song? No, I have no idea. <laughs> you don't know the name of the song? Okay. So yeah, so that was Twister, aka uh, Tongue Twister, back back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the song was called Ratatat Tat. Ratatat Tat. And and that was the second single from his uh, his debut album, Running Off at the Mouth, which came out uh-huh. in uh, in '92. Ah oh, man. And yeah, so um so <laughs> So uh being from Chicago being from Chicago I I heard a lot of a, a lot of Twister before he like uh blew up. And so and uh he was so that album Run Off at the Mouth was actually the first album released on Thou Records. Hmm, that's a good piece of trivia. Yeah. That I didn't even know. I mean yeah. I knew his name in passing and in new york at that time we were kind of just like um yeah okay yeah yeah nice gimmick and didn't really like concentrate on the thought of it going anywhere and it was just like all right well (laughs) whatever um but uh later on when he blew up it, it it we 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 started paying attention yeah yeah. Yeah. With that, and, and that's the thing is like everyone saw it as a gimmick. So like he got dissed by Tretch on a 1993 on a couple tracks. The Beat Nuts, like a lot of people, especially on on the East Coast, were were dismissing him as a gimmick. And so he he came back a couple years later um, with the with, well he was go, he was going to put out an album called The Resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, featuring a track Suicide, where he was dissing uh, Tretch and the Beat Nuts, but. Right. And and so I remember I heard that song on the radio in Chicago, but the album The Resurrection never came out, uh, or at least if it did, it was only released locally. It wasn't released nationwide. And you know it was it was a weird coincidence that he came out with an album called Resurrection, what would have been a couple weeks after Common's album Resurrection. Well, which is the nineties were also a time of uh, commonly reused song titles and album titles. I, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> But then he kind of resurfaced a couple years later, '96, with uh, Poe Pimp with uh, "Do or Die." And yeah, and that song blew. That blew up. That blew yeah. up. Yeah. And and then uh, he signed to Atlantic in '97 and dropped dropped "Adrenaline Rush," and then came back with Kanye and with Slow Jams, and he's pretty much been releasing albums ever since then. There was one point where he was rumored to be signed to uh, to Rockefeller, but that didn't work out. Although, although I think he did get a chain. Anyway, yeah, always that's nice to get a chain. <laughs> sure, it's always nice to get a chain from home. Why not? 
but yeah, like his he's he's somebody whose style is pretty unmistakable. Even even in his younger days, you still hear it, and you can kind of tell it's Twister. Often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah, yeah, and had a little friction with uh, our uh, friends from Cleveland at one point. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know there was an argument over who came up with the Midwest flow or what have you, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, they squashed that at some point. So yeah, they did. They did. Thankfully. Yeah. All right. Well, I got one point out of that. <laughs> so, so you got one point. I got two. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna try with this one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Oh, nice, 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 nice. That was, that is, uh, family runs in the family. Oh my god. <laughs> That's good. I like the way you're thinking, though. I like the way you're thinking. Um, uh, <laughs> Jan, uh, a JMJ Records. Yes, JMJ, yeah. part of the Rush Associated Labels group. Right. Um, yeah, they came out with this single in 1991, along uh, with another single that came out the following year, You Are The One. Um, Runs in the Family came out in 1991 off of uh, JMJ. Um, Same label of- as on- Onyx. Uh, yes somehow (laughs) and um they were in the mix of kid groups that came out at that time they were kind of lost in that mix actually yeah even though they were one of the many groups who were taking shots at abc um another bad creation Mm -hmm. uh, as they did in this video um but they were very talented um they could sing too Uh, i was hoping that something great would become of them but nothing ever did yeah um but i enjoyed those two records did you uh, hear the whole album or just just those the singles? Just those two. Okay. Me and my friend um, at the time, whose name's also Marcus, um, huh. we would uh, we would uh, talk about pretty much everything that came out at that time. And um, when that came out, he was excited. And, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I I, I want to believe that he ended up getting that album. When we were kids then. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think I had ever heard it in full. Yeah, I know. I've, I've never heard the album. I, just, I actually don't even remember the second single, really. I, I probably heard it, but I don't remember it. But I definitely, I, I, I definitely remember, I remember the first. The second single. single more than the first single, actually. Wow. Okay. But yeah, they, they, they both were singles, came out videos and everything. Yep. Uh, they were mostly singing, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, and that um, they're from Plainfield, New Jersey. So shout out to Plainfield. <laughs> shout out to Plainfield. I only know that because I have a friend who lives in Plain, who's from Plainfield, and she told me that. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marcus, random trivia: I'm from the same city as the family. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, um, right now I have four points. Yes, you have four, and I still have my lonely one point. And I imagine this is when you're going to start turning the heat up. Not necessarily. It, it it really. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So you ready? I, I potentially. Okay. All right. We'll see. Let's let's see how this goes. Think of the ways when Uncle Buck and Purple Haze wasn't born yet. Arithmetical reneging yourself. You hear that? Yes. Okay. Recognize the kid on your doorstep. I learned to smoke the ounce, but a forty's all I can get. The ring around the road. Do you have any ideas? So I'm asking. 
for some gum. Come around the way and get high with me, Phil. Why do I do drugs? Shit, I lost my record deal. So think what comes around goes around. Hit some on the way up and you see him coming down. From the present ride that you took 20 minutes ago. And now your mother's a hoe. Little Daddy Shane. That is not Little Daddy Shane. Uh, who is it? Give me other guesses. Here's the hook. I feel like I should at least know who this is. Okay. Who is it? That was Y'all So Stupid. Oh. Are you familiar with them at all? By name, not by music. Okay. And so that song was called uh, Van Full of Pakistans. <laughs> and and that was the title track from their album, Van Full of Pakistans, which dropped on Dallas Austin's label, Rowdy Records. In Rowdy Records. Rowdy Arista in 1993. So they're from Atlanta. And uh, they were label mates with uh, The King and I, who I, I'm guessing you remember? Uh, I walked past their CD pretty much every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? What's that story? Um, because it's sitting on top of something that I should have moved. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh like, oh, like right now you're walking. I, I thought you meant like like back in the day you would see their album somewhere. No, 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 no. It's oh. been the last week. Like I'm right now. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. So, they were label mates with them and... And illegal, little Jamal uh, and, and and Malik. All fades them all. Yeah, that's right. With the P Rock remix. So yeah, they they dropped this album. It's it's a really dope album. It's really dope. It's kind of somewhat similar, I guess, musically to Outkast, maybe in that uh, maybe not what you would expect from Southern rap, but um, or, or I should say early Southern rap. But um, yeah, it's really dope. Their producer Spearhead X also produced for Illegal, uh, Too Short, and he did. Um, didn't it off of uh stakes is high they lost soul yeah yeah i love that album and that track <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so that, that's pretty much like all i all that information i have on them the, the first single was was called 85 south which had, had like a dope video and then this was a follow-up that also had a video okay all right four points to one okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I should try now. Yes. Um, <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. All right. You know it? I, I, maybe. <laughs> Who is it? Is it Face Blaster? Nope. Okay. Is it, is it Grim? Nope. Okay, that, that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
got it. Yeah. Uh, that is Dawn to Dusk by the Power Rule Crew. Um, Power oh, Rule. Chris Power Rule, yeah. Yeah, Power Rule, uh, Latin crew from New York City. Uh, this track came out in 1995. Um, it is uh, on Hydra Entertainment. It was a, a 12 inch, which included Rocky Not Quick. Um, produced by uh, VIC, the Groove Merchants. Um, and uh, Beat Nuts Affiliated. What was that? Beat Nuts Affiliated. Of course. Yeah. And um, what else can I tell you about them? I know that they've released other albums, but this is all that I had ever heard. Um, and this was another uh, Stretch and Bobito staple. And I also, gotcha. again, have the tape for this that I've heard a few times. Um, more than a few times, I should say. Um, but yeah, yeah, Power Rule, uh, Dawn of Dusk, and uh, I guess I slid one by you. You did, <laughs> yeah. The Power Rule joint I remember was uh, they had a joint in like the early 90s called Smooth that they got a lot of play on uh, on Yo MTV Raps, okay, with the vocal sample from uh, Microphone Fiend. That was that's the that was that's mainly what I'm familiar with as far as Power Rule, but but yeah, that's like ninety that's like ninety one. Matter of fact, I think they were on they were on Interscope. They were like an early Interscope group at, at first. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This is this is mainly what I know from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're at both ends of the straw. Um, but uh, I uh, yeah, that is all I ever knew, and I still have the tape for this. Okay. Just playing it uh, a couple years ago, and then it just randomly hit me a few months ago, and then I've just been playing it off and on since then. Um, but yeah, there you go, Power Rule. Are all of your selections East Coast? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. I'm just, I'm just curious. Uh, I want to say yes. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna play another one. Okay. Okay. Here we go. You might get this one. You might get this one. Okay. I'm glad you have faith. <laughs> I got this girlfriend, but she's not really mine. Cause on the end of girlfriend is the way that she's inclined. Dressed to impress, but she don't play dress up to catch my attention. Cause I'd already messed up. See, I get rid. Cause she acts like I'm a sibling. Playing a brother role puts a block between my goals. I'm sold on the thought. Cause I know I can't correct it. But I don't step. Cause I'm scared she might reject it. So I play along just for a chance to be around her. Perhaps she catch my hits. And leaking in the sticks. And then I'll make her my baby, baby, baby. Driving me crazy on the one on one tip. What will she stop this brother stuff? Hooking me up with girls that look busted and rough. Then run with the crew. Thinking that I want to screw. Why in the hell would I want her unless she looked as good as you? I step to the side, content with giving advice and giving her a ride. Cause I gotta stay close to the one that I adore from afar, always for her. My door stays ajar. If you step. Okay. So. <laughs> that was. That was a group who, who I mentioned on the last episode of the show. Oh, really? Yeah. That was from North Carolina. That was Yag Fu Front. Oh, boy. That, that was. Um, that was a joint called Left Field. It was about them basically failing to holler at women. <laughs> and as as a high school, as, as a sophomore in 1994, it was very relatable. Uh, um, so it would have been for me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, that 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 so that dropped. Um, that was the second single from their album Action Packed Adventure, 
which dropped in 94 on, on Mercury. Um, yeah, they're label mates with, uh, with uh, Diamond D and Black Sheep, among others. So yeah, so they put out, the, yeah, the album, yeah, it was, it's definitely a slept on record. It's really, it's a really dope album. And they, um, after that album dropped, they kind of basically disappeared. And then, like, I think early 2000s, they put out a, uh, like a Lost Tapes collection. And then that was, that was it. I, you, you, you gotta wonder where the uh, groups go after that. Like, are they opening on one of the old school tours? Are they really popular in Europe? Like, is there some uh, uh, flash in the pan re-success, if there's such a term? Um, I always wonder whatever happens to the real obscure track that got maybe a little, little, little noise on your underground radio station. I mean, if anything, if anything, yeah, they probably can tour in Europe a little bit. I don't know about Yagfu Front, but definitely some other cats who maybe had a little more notoriety can tour overseas. They might, you know, they might get included on some some dates here and there. But other than that, I, I would suspect they go back to the workforce like regular the rest people. of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like regular ass people. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Yagfu Front. I uh, They were like the original... Regular ass dudes from North Carolina before for little brother. There you go. All right. So what is it now? We're four one. You four one. Ah, that was your third track, right? Yep. Okay. 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 And I've played two. You've played three. I've played three. This one, I wouldn't be too surprised if you got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking to myself, like he probably knows this, but why not? Yeah, you never know. So let's try it. Oh, 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 nice, nice. <laughs> that is that's that's hard to obtain. Oh, yes. Ghetto Diamond. <laughs> Why did I try? <laughs> no, no, that was good though. That was good. Um, yeah, I, uh, I actually was considering. That was one of my shortlist candidates for this. I was, I was gonna play maybe uh, Li Groove or something off of that album. Uh, you know what? The funny thing is that if you played Li Groove, you might have slid it past me. Um, yeah. because that track was fairly popular here. But for whatever reason, because of my videotaping, um, I ended up listening to Ghetto Diamond a lot more. Hmm, okay. Um, like, I even listened to Long Island Groove the other day when I was checking through some tracks. And I was like, I don't know if I remember this. Hmm, yeah, that was the first single, I believe. Yeah. But so. yeah, that's hard to, hard to obtain. They were produced by, what, the uh, Stimulated Dummies, Dante Ross and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine that they were. I never, I never got the um, the notes on them. All I know is that this came from their isms and ism and blues. Ism and blues. 1994. Yeah. Um, I think it was ninety. Was it ninety four? Well, the album came out in ninety four. Okay. I don't know about the song, but okay. But yeah, um, yeah. I never saw them really, really go anywhere. No. But um, I mean, I remember this record. Uh, Clearly, <laughs> yeah. They um the lead MC of that group sounded a lot like Grand Pooba. He did. He yeah, sure he did. enough did. Yeah. <laughs> he sure enough did. 
which is weird because he was working with Dante Ross. But who knows? <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know if he if he if he was looking for somebody who sounded like Grand Fubal. That's just a crazy coincidence. You never know. Um, actually, I believe the the artifacts are on that album. Like they make their debut on that album, or if if not their debut, but like one of their earliest appearances is on that album, Wisdom and Blues. That's some real obscure knowledge there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have that album um, and a couple of the 12 inches. Jeez, Ism and Blues. Ism and Blues. Yeah, okay. Well, you're just full of facts today, aren't you? Oh, yeah, a little something featuring artifacts. Yep. <laughs> Where are we now? 6 1. <laughs> Which means you still have at least, there's at least four more points you can get. So, um, so I can make friends. it present. Don't okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay. From Lil Ghetto Boy off the Chronic, where Snoop said, "I'm sharing, I'm sharing, I'm sharing a cell with my homie Lil Half Dead." Yeah. And based on based on the strength of that of that mention, he got a record deal with Priority Records. I definitely should have went West Coast with some of this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he he dropped the album uh, "The Dead Has Arisen" in in 1994. Uh, that was the second single from the album. It's actually a posse cut. The verse I played was his verse, but it, but there's a couple other dudes on that record. The first single of that album was called uh, "Had to Be a Hustler." Twelve Pack of Doja is definitely like the, the highlight of that record, of that album. Uh, he went and, and he did another album with Priority called uh, "Steel on a Mission" a couple years later, and then kind of went away quietly after that. But yeah, that that uses the same sample as um, uh, Mob Deep joint. Oh, temperatures rising. Yes. Yeah. 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 That definitely uh, sounds similar. Oh man, <laughs> you're really sliding a few past me, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I and you know I, I I tried like I wanted to I wanted it to be challenging, but I did try to choose joints that were like released like like I, I didn't I didn't go for the super obscure like like I could have played some Faceu or some like Kings of Swing or some really random shit. I, I tried to, I tried to be a little more fair, I guess. <laughs> Try to be a little more fair, but you dumbed but, it down for me. Thank you. <laughs> slightly, slightly. But okay, all right. So, so you got one more chance to stump me, I guess. <laughs> well, I did have one last one, which was the white label. Okay. Um, but I guess I could play this white label because I don't particularly know if it was ever released as an official single. Okay. Um. So if you're fine with it, I'll play this. Okay. 
All right. Now, the thing about this one is that you, if you don't know the track, you'll know one of the voices on here. Okay. Um, maybe two. Okay. <laughs> so, hold on. Never get realer. Break your shoulders, get crazy saucy from shots of tequila. Racing through space, through time. Plus, my niggas can feel the emotional realism. We quote, see no pillars. Who used to be heavy, have on dealers. Keep my galaxy mellow as we gallop through ghettos. Too deep in the game to let go. Teflon's turn petrol. We catch dirty people. If not, go see your Vega. However, we will be underneath the bodega. In love in the life in this metaphysical mind stating. Ain't no debating. I'm blatantly taking you to Satan. We raping this trash. Showing no love in New York State when. We stay wanted from skipping town or final court dates and you feel it creating. You know it's cool love, Rockefeller till we die. You know as long as you and I keep it moving like a drive by, we can stack those sky. Is that uh the Rangers? Uh no. Um <laughs> Well <laughs> You didn't get that right. <laughs> no, no, who is it? Some listeners may recognize that hook. Uh, Jay Z ended up using it later on one of the uh, Rockefeller tracks that were released. I believe it was released on, um, I think, one of his albums. But uh, this hook was used a couple times. Um, it is a Tone Hooker featuring uh, OC and Jay Z, Crew Love. It's listed in my credits for this song as 1997. I'm pretty sure it was earlier than that. It was played a lot again on Stretch and Bobito, and that hook was just used twice. But I remember hearing this song a million and one times, and I didn't realize it was Tone Hooker's joint. Uh, looking for OC through OC albums, like where's that joint he had with Jay Z? Um, <laughs> but never found it, and then realized later that um, it wasn't his song for one, and that hook was used somewhere else. OC and Jay Z did end collaborating, collaborating later, but um, yeah. it wasn't this track. So um, yeah, Tone Hooker, who um, this shows as a copyright on Profile Records. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got for you. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's. Being from Chicago, I didn't have the benefit of hearing Stretch and Bobbito unless like somebody was passing around tapes or whatever. I didn't I didn't know anybody at that time who knew knew who Stretch and Bobbito were, so I, I didn't have had the advantage of hearing what they were up to until many years later. It seems like you got along pretty fine without it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I know my share of shit, but like if it was only played on Stretch and Bob back in the day, then that's definitely a blind spot for me. But yeah, those are mine. Um so I think you got one more for me. I, I got one more. I got one more. Okay. Are you ready? Uh as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Alright, alright, here we go. I'm gonna give you a hint. This is this is a song and artist I've mentioned on the show before. Oh god. <laughs> Song and 
king to the car word. Um, uh, ch champ or champ MC? Yes, champ MC. That that is champ MC. Do I get that one point? <laughs> you, you get you get one point. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know the name of the song. You don't know the name. Okay. That was uh, sisters better recognize. Okay. Off of um, that's I off of her. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, from uh, that was from her album Ghetto Flavor, which dropped in 1994 on East West Atlantic. Um, so Champ, I think is from the Bronx, definitely New York, but I believe from the Bronx specifically. Mm -hmm. And um, that album Ghetto Flavor actually has it has an East Side and a West Side. So like the, the the East Side was produced was executive produced by Tony Dofat, who okay. worked with a lot of like random East Coast cats, and he was working with Puffy at some point. Yeah. I think he was on. I think he was on like the Making the Band, uh, show at one point. The West Side was executive produced by EA Ski and CMT. If you were reading the source back in the nineties, there was there was one like year where you would see their ad in the back of the magazine almost every year, almost every month <laughs> saying. The album Earthquake is coming soon, and I think it eventually came out, but it was like way after anybody w w was checking for him, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that happens sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I believe they are a, they're a Bay Area production group. But uh, but yeah, so that album came out. Um, she had she had the, the first single was called Keep Keep Shit on the Real, which uh, had a had a really dope remix by P Rock, as many singles did in in the 90s but yeah after that she kind of disappeared for a minute uh she eventually became a member of the deadly venoms the ah uh, yes the female supergroup with, with a loose wu-tang affiliation uh it also featured finesse of uh, finesse and sinquist fame uh entice and uh jay boo and yeah, then i remember that and they they had a lot of issues with labels and what have you as 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 we discussed in um one of our many like our, our eight hour marathon series <laughs> on on female mcs way back when yeah way back when so so yeah so that's my that was my five um some real obscure tracks huh yeah yeah you know it scares me that you would have gone deeper than that yeah i yeah i i there's definitely stuff where i was like nah i know i know he'll need won't get that so i won't even bother <laughs> um <laughs> Charity. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for going easy on me, even though yeah, sure. uh, you still ended up blowing me out. <laughs> well, yeah. It was it it was it, it was six to two, so you got me on a couple of them. Uh, well, next time if we, we do the eighties or we do the two thousands, it'll probably be much easier to stump me in the two thousands. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll, I'll keep we'll, that in mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, this was fun. Yeah. <laughs> It hurt, but this was fine. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't feel too embarrassed. Okay. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I hope you guys uh, out there uh, were playing along and not Googling while you were listening to our episode. And uh, let us know if uh, you want us to do any more of these episodes with uh, the 80s or 2000s. We'll probably end up doing them anyway. But if right. you want to uh, follow and then uh, DM me some of the suggestions that uh, 
I can um, use to stunt Marcus, please do. I'm at <laughs> Old Dirty Plaster on Twitter. And I am uh, Urkel Modi on Twitter. U-R-K-E-L-M-O-E-D-E-E. Awesome. And uh, we do thank you for listening. Of course, together we are at On No Loops on Twitter. Um, we are uh, on uh, Gmail, onoloops at gmail.com. We're at um, onoloops on Instagram, at onoloops on Facebook. Uh, we do have a Spotify. You can follow us where we have uh, playlists that apply to the episodes and also stuff that we're generally just listening to. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you can find this podcast pretty much anywhere. And if you have it anywhere on, and everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. And if you have it on iTunes, please rate and review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. So, yeah, uh, we definitely will be having a lot more content coming for you. And we appreciate you uh, following us this far. Any words for the wise, Mr. Marcus? Uh, I'm going to let you take that. And then maybe I'll have something left by the time you're done. <laughs> okay. Well, in closing, as I like to say, um, be kind but wise and always be on time. And I will, I'm going to quote the late, great 20th century poet, uh, Heavy Dwight, when he said, In this life, I strive for improvement. Be your own guide. Follow your own movement. I like that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> R.I.P. Heavy D. R.I.P. for real. Thanks, guys, and peace. Peace.